Welcome back to the Life with Magic podcast. This is your one-stop shop for encouragement, affirmations, and guidance for life optimization. This podcast serves as a space for queer folks to speak on their experiences and to enlighten the world on how their passions and purpose intertwine. We're here to inspire you to soar past the limitations that stand in between you and your dream life. Today's guest is a phenomenal powerhouse known as Arrows. Arrows is a non-binary model, filmmaker, director, actor, social media superstar, and influencer. He's been featured in Vogue, Elle, Salty, Nylon, and a number of other publications. (laughs) Not only is he a well-accomplished human, but he's also a beautiful, kind, and radiant being. I am super honored to have you here today, Arrows. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Like I was just, I wish you could see the emotion I was experiencing as you read that off. And for you to use he, like I'm, it's just, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being present. Like yesterday I was diving deep in your YouTube channel and I was like all smiles (laughs) the entire time. Like my partner and I were watching like your uh, Bubbles film (gasps) and your My Mama Wears Tim's. And I kid you not, the whole time we were both like, how is he so fucking like creative, beautiful, and just thank you? What? Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna handle how. Like I'm gonna. I already have butterflies talking to you, Magic. Thank you. And you watched all my stuff, right? Okay, that's cool. That's so cool. <laughs> thank you. I loved every single part of like everything I watched, from the vlogs to the films. Like you watched my vlogs. Like I can't watch some Uh of my stuff. Like, well, not that it's just, it's hard for me because I really am seeing, like, I see a lot of my old work and then I see the things that I was struggling with as well as, you know, Mm -hmm. what I made. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I will hear myself say something a certain way and then know exactly what was going on and then be like, ah, you know, so I love that it still exists and I love that it's there. And I like, I'm so, I really am proud of the work that I've done. It's just, it's hard for me. I think you've done a lot. Like, I feel like you've documented so many parts of your life. How does it feel to have so many things like archived like that? Uh, It's, it's so cool because on one side of it, I'm like, what was I thinking about then? Like, it's cool to see the patterns in my work. Like I, oh, wow. I was just telling someone that I've done a lot of things on the same day without noticing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, like, I've, I've seen patterns come up and, and some of the things that I do or things that I would mention or talk about. And I'm like, why did I keep saying that? Oh, wow. Because that's actually you know, that's actually something I've always wanted to do and I was afraid to do. So I think having all of there's just so much that I've put online that's just public in there have being able to like go back and reference what I was thinking about has really helped me now because it's people always say like you know don't forget where you came from like I like I really can't forget (laughs) the things that I cared about when I first started Um, I started all this shit because I wanted to be a filmmaker and I wanted to make scary movies. Like, where did that go? You know, like just shit like that, that I need to like, I don't want to forget why I started doing this stuff ever. So that helps. Mm. The hard part is that like everybody gets to see me grow up in my shitty, you know, like you you all like (laughs) just have seen so much now that 
I think that's why I'm a little bit more protective of myself lately. I've been following you for quite a while. Like I've seen your evolution from the outside looking in. We've been rocking with you for a while. Like I say we yeah. as a collective because my best friend introduced me to your page like I want to say like two, three years ago. What was I doing then? Like, I don't even know what I was Living your best life, modeling. You were out here killing the game and like embracing the androgynous fashion. And I was over here like I had never seen that as someone who was then identifying as a stud. I was like, oh, my God, look at this person who's presenting as masculine, as feminine, as all the things, as none of the things, as like, you know you inspired the fuck out of me. So like, I know that all your followers have been growing with you as you've evolved. My only question that I had like archived was the evolution into arrows. Like that's been such an amazing thing to witness your vulnerability as far as your journey. I remember when your, uh, your beard started growing in and it was like Ah. one hair and you posted about it. And I was like, Oh shit, this is really fucking dope. You're so transparent and so vulnerable. How has that journey been? Like, tell us everything. Ah, yeah. I mean, the facial hair never, ever saw that coming. I was just, okay, I don't know how people interpret this, but this is just kind of what happened. Like, before I came out as non-binary, I always saw myself as just like, I I was going to fight for everybody. I always saw myself as like an ally to trans people, an ally to non-binary people. I saw myself as like a cis you know, black lesbian. And then I sat down (laughs) to record a video where I wanted to do a video on like what it meant to be non-binary. And then I was recording the video and I kept talking. I was like, oh my fucking God, (laughs) I'm non-binary. What the fuck? And my facial hair is one part of me really feeling, I like, and we're going to talk about spirituality later, but I swear that was just kind of like, Uh, you know, God, my guides, ancestors being like, no, the things that you're thinking, the things that the feelings that you're having, you're right. Here you go. Like if you Mm -hmm. want, if you want something physical to like, to be able for you to like really step into this, here you are. So that's why I love my beard so much. Cause I'm like, Hey, this was given to me. Like y'all can't say shit. This was, this is, this was literally given. I was made divinely, right? Exactly. I was made exactly like this. And it just, it confirmed so many thoughts that I, I had. So I love my facial hair. I wanted to come in, you know, like, I, like, I mean, it, it has, it's like, it's getting, it's getting there. Uh, and I need to, I need to get on your, your beard tutorials very soon. <laughs> like, we could talk about how to like really fill it in with a, how do you do it again? You described it prosade. Yeah. I it? just get the prosade glue on, off of Amazon, which Amazon okay. sucks, but that's the only place I've been able to find the prosade glue. I understand. <laughs> so yes. we, we, we're going to go on live one day and do a whole last tutorial where we give arrows like a full fucking beard. It's going to be lit. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I will like, wa- I'm going to get real like cocky with it too. Are you serious? Just like I already can. I've perfected my, uh, <laughs> my beard stroke. Like I know how to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I can't wait. I think you're <laughs> going to wait. Either. You're going you're gonna to look in the mirror and be like, holy shit. You have a full ass fucking beard. You're gonna. It's when I first put on my beard, it was a whole ass transformation. I was like, I go from like shy boy to cocky boy real yeah. quick. That beard oh, does God. nothing to you. 
you have I I get it. I get it. I like I really was going through the beard oil. Like I was I was shopping for something and I was like looking at beard oil like really intensely. And I was like, you know what? Like soon I will need to this this needs to be a decision of mine is my little beard oil and shit. Um but yeah, no, I like I it's it's the facial hair that helped me feel most comfortable kind of saying like I've always felt, uh, well, like everybody does. I think I've always felt really um, just myself. Like I've just always felt like not not that like oh I'm I'm anything in comparison to other people, but just like very mm-hmm. much so. Like the more I spend time alone, the more I realize how independent and like uniquely me I am, and how valuable that is and how much I judged that for so long but it's like Mm. every time I'm like uh let me do what I want to (laughs) do let me trust me (laughs) to be honest like every time I'm just like let me like make sure like even the things that people like oh that's too much if I feel like if I really feel so comfortable in doing something and I trust me and like Mm -hmm. it's things have gone right and so as I've become you know with when I was when when I was or used my name Ariel which is such a pretty name thank you mom like I really love my name Ariel like it's like it's a beautiful name I'm really happy it is oh my god my mom is so great (laughs) it came from uh Thundar the Barbarian it's a cartoon and It's right. Because <laughs> everyone thought it was like Little Mermaid. And I was like, nah, I was born before the Little Mermaid. No, I was before her. Uh, but I was not before Princess Ariel. And that's where my name came from. And so Ariel, I think I really kind of thought that if I was kinder and like exceptional at everything, that I would just not have to deal with some of the things that I saw my family members deal with. I just thought that like, Mm. no, if I'm just nice, (laughs) if I'm just, if I'm just good and great and like, you know, fucking talented at every chance I get, uh, which is why I went into like math and science and like why I went to like a tech like like why I always wanted to prior I never would ever thought I would get into fucking entertainment because I was just like no that's not where there are enough black people we need black people in math and science and tech and all those things I never Mm -hmm. ever 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 thought I would be going into entertainment that was not the plan or the path for me ever but it's just where I feel best because I didn't think I could I didn't think I was supposed to be an artist I thought I was supposed to be doing the other shit Ah, and so Ariel spent all of her time focused on that. Like, you know, I was like, I was just going to do everything that like everyone said I was supposed to do. I was going to be, you know, just really excellent, really fucking great at everything. Get myself a good like black man, have like the cute little (laughs) fucking family, like farmer's markets and all that shit. I was going to do all that shit perfectly, exceptionally, because I was fucking exceptional. But being nice doesn't go very far. And you at the say at the end of the day, you just end up losing more of yourself trying to fucking please people who would never do the same shit for you. So no thank you. Fuck that. Ari fits, exactly. right? Exactly. 
So I was just like, not like, it was just like, I bent myself in so many ways Oh, to make people feel comfortable. Fuck you and your comfort. Ew, boo, get away from me. And that's like, uh, okay. So that was, that was like my, like that was into college. And like, honestly, when I started dating a lot of women, like, I think that that's, that was like the big shift when I kind of saw myself differently because coming out was the first time I really said to everybody that knew me, everybody that knew me that like, no, I'm not going to do what you expect of me. You fucking idiot for thinking that you could just control me because I'm a cute black girl and you want to just control me. You know what I mean? Like they just wanted Mm -hmm. to fit me into these like little, like these little things. Like I was living out everybody's dream. Fuck your dreams. Go live your dream. Why do I have to be your fucking dream? By the way, I eat pussy. So that was the first one. And I was just like, fuck no, nah. And so after that, like after I came out, um, then I that's when I also started to like realize that I like to party. Oh my god, magic. That's like that's my first love. Like, I love me a party. <laughs> oh my god. I just want to party. The whole time. The whole time. I was just being in the grocery store just dancing. Just like, seriously, I get why people come up to me all the time. Because I do look fun, but do not do that. Do not do that. Would not recommend it. Because it's like, not only did you interrupt the fact that I was having a really good time, but now I'm mad at you because of that. Do not do that. Um, Mm -hmm. Wow. Where were we? Oh, I eat pussy. Okay, so then I told everybody that. And then that was really the end of Ariel. Bless her heart beautiful, beautiful, just really tried to be like just the best. So then everyone could be happy. And like, oh, it hurt. It was hard. I got my ass kicked like that. Oh, magic. I got my ass kicked. I can only imagine. Jeez. Just so soft. So fucking soft. Um, So I broke everyone's heart the first time when I came out as gay. Uh, And then um, from there, I found a lot of community and I went out to like all of the queer parties in Oakland. Holy shit. That was so fun. Oakland, 2014, like 20, 2012, 2014. Oh my God. That was so fucking fun. I had the best time. There's no reason. Like that's when I really started to like hoe around to be honest. That's when I was just like, wow. Like everyone's beautiful. Like every, isn't everyone kind of like just beautiful if you really think about it? Yes. Yes. Like that's the, the whole phase that we all go through as queers when you're like, holy shit, there's holy like a shit. whole community of people who are hot as fuck and open-minded and you just like, well, I guess I'm a hoe now. That's I it. guess. Like, it's just like, how could you not? Like in there, you know, everyone's like, like creative and ah, oh, fuck. It's just, it's so that, that was, that was really, that's when I knew that it was worth me kind of like alienating myself. Um, when I was like, dude, but look at the community that you walk into. This is so like, it was just beautiful. It was just so, it was so beautiful. And so, um, I think that, uh, being queer in Oakland around that time, um, and also just being really, I've always been about, uh, like business. Like I've always just been about business. That's just like, I never, I hate people telling me what to do. I really, it's just, it. I, I know what to do. Like, I just always know what I'm supposed to do. So I don't like when people tell me what to do. And so mm-hmm. as I was in uh, living in Oakland, I started like just trying to figure out how to make money and like how to do things on my own. And 
I found that, that, well, when I have fun and I make money, then it doesn't feel bad. And so then I started thinking a little bit about like, okay, well, what are the things that I want to do for life? Like the, the things that I want to like spend, dedicate my life to. I was like, I want to make my own money making art. When I decided that I wanted to be independent and not work for and have people tell me what to do is when I started to think about like ways to make art and not have a boss. And Mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to make scary movies for a couple reasons. One is because they would allow me to be really, really creative because like in, in horror, I hate saying that. It's such a hard word for me to say, by the way. But in horror... <laughs> Sounds like you're saying horror. I know. That's why I was like. I like saying scary movies. We're going to just say scary movies. Can we just do that? Okay. Yes, we can. Because I can't this, say it either. Okay, cool. But let's just not do that then. With scary movies, you can break a lot of rules. And so I always felt like you could be really creative with scary movies. And they're also really cheap to make. So I was like, if I want to start off as a filmmaker, the cheapest start would be making a really sick and super black because I'm black and I'm queer. So why not make it black and queer? But that would be that would be the first thing, you know? And so I just started, that was like my first bug is thinking about scary movies and a way to do it and like just crowdfund it and, you know, not have any like white people essentially telling me how to make it. So it's like all of those things happen to bring it all together. All of those things happened at once. Like I found independence kind of from alienating myself when I first came out, you know, to my family. Like it was like, I kind of realized that in order for me to be my full self, there's going to be a lot of times when I have to stand alone. And Mm -hmm. because I still feel, I've always felt really good alone. Like that led me to thinking about how I can like build a life alone and still find peace and find joy and find happiness and so it was like I'm going to make a living making my art for my people Mm. that was like my whole thing but the problem that I found after after like spending my life because I thought that I was done honestly I thought I was fucking done especially when I I realized that I was non-binary because that that was like something that was kind of eating at me because I I, to be honest I never really felt comfortable with the term lesbian but I knew that that was where I found my people and even to this day like if I were to be honest like when I see that there's like a like a queer women party I'm like I want to go to that shit like that's where I want to go because that's you know where I've always found peace and joy and fun and and freedom to like I've there was this queer party that I went to in Brooklyn. I'll never forget this shit. This is actually DJ by Venus X. The first ever time I met her, them, I'm not sure what uh, their pronouns are now. And that was the first ever party that like I took off my top. We were in a basement, ghetto gothic party a while ago. Uh, and I took off my top in the basement and we all just fucking danced and everyone started to take off their tops. And so everybody, regardless of what their gender was or whatever, everyone took off their tops and we were all topless dancing at this fucking party. That's the kind of shit that I want to go to. So if that says queer, I'm fucking going to, I want to go, you know? So anyways, um, uh, as Ari fits, I, I got to experience all the things that I think that I felt was missing in my life. 
I, I made money. I got to see, I got to travel. I got to like travel on white people's money, you know, like I got to have them take care of it, which is even more beautiful because I got to keep the coin. Uh, but I just, I really, I got to see everything that I think I was missing. And I got to like, I remember I was on this date with this girl and she said, I live like a rapper. And that was validating enough. I was like, cool. All right, I've done it. Like, I just needed someone to say it and see it. And now I, now that I've done that, let's figure out what the fuck I really actually want to do. And then quarantine happened. Uh, I feel like I didn't give enough time and space. Ari Fitz, I have worked my fucking ass off this whole time. Oh my God. Everything that I've ever done has led up to this moment where I can actually be like, fuck y'all, I'm going to do what I want to do now because I've given you everything. I have given you everything. You will not have the rest. And that's honestly how I came into who I am now, who I know my, who I know myself to always have been, but I've just been so fucking polite and I just wanted to gain status. That's the thing is just like, I thought that I needed status to have happiness. You know what I fucking need for happiness? Freedom. I don't want anybody telling me what the fuck to do. I'm not interested. I don't need the friendship. I don't need the check marks. I don't need the invitations. I don't need the, uh, I don't need the awards because who is really even deciding who creates these awards and who determines who's good and not good anyway. I don't trust your credibility. I don't think you have much. Like, I don't care. Honestly, it's not even about you. It's just that, like, I have found now, after spending some time alone and getting to know myself a little bit better, I honestly didn't care about any of this shit. I wanted freedom. It took me so long to actually see myself as a model. Like it took me a really long time just because when I first started modeling as Ariel, I didn't, I just felt like I was just a token. I didn't, I didn't really believe that I was attractive. I just felt like I was filling in a space or a gap. I was just, you know, it really, I really didn't believe that. I didn't, I didn't see myself as like, oh, they want me because I am uniquely beautiful in like a way that like has anything to do with me. I was like, they just want like a cute black girl with like, you know, features of, of a certain way or whatever. Like I never really saw me. And then like, as I got older, then modeling was even harder because I felt myself getting more and more masculine, which is something that like, I, huh. I, I remember when I went to a fucking agency, I was 18. Was I 18? The dates always go all over the place for me. I'm always just like <laughs> arranged, fuck it. I was a teen and I went in and I wore the cutest little, like I used to wear these like tall ass pumps. So I looked like, I was like fucking six, five. And then I would wear like <laughs> booty shorts, a little, the little ass meat hang out a little bit underneath. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. And it would just be like leg, 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 leg. Um, and then, and then like a little top on top. So I showed up to this agency and, I, and I, they told me to walk and I'd been working on my walk. I've been working really hard. So I was like, I got this, right? And I mm -hmm. did my walk and then they were like, yeah, you look more like a bodybuilder. And I was just like, <gasps> and then I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> all right. And he's like, yeah, you'll never really. And it was like a small black man. That's only important because like, that was just like, that was who I was talking to. So I like, when I walked in, I thought like, he would see me. He would right. see me. I just felt more comfortable because I was like, a black dude is going to see. And he, that, that comment it's it's wild to me 
how it takes one comment. I'm really fucking sensitive. I like it's I you will say one thing and I will think about it for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. Like I just Damn. I thought about that like for like every day at least for at least I don't know 5 years. And then after that, like every couple weeks, (laughs) like when people, yeah, like it shit lives with me forever. So I was always like, I, like after that, I was just like, that confirmed what I thought, which is that my muscle was bad. Mm. (laughs) Like the natural muscle that I had, the, that was not attractive because he was in the business of judging what was attractive. And so Mm -hmm. he's the most credible person to tell me whether or not I am attractive within whatever the industry or whatever and the one thing he said after I worked so hard and I felt so like the cutest I thought I could be I was like Mm -hmm. I was like let me give Max what I can do right now and I did the walk and all that stuff and he's like nothing and then said you look like a bodybuilder and it just like which is it no shade to bodybuilders I was like hey like shout out like I like I know a lot of bodybuilders that have beautiful bodies and work really hard but like that wasn't the feedback I wanted to get given the fact that I was already so insecure about my muscle so hated it for the rest of up until (laughs) until I started dating girls that was Ariel I think that was more Ariel and then I started dating girls and then I started to affirm a lot like a lot a lot a lot a lot (laughs) that like my muscle was like not a bad thing and then I started to be like okay well let me wear shorts once and then I got a lot of good feedback and then I was like oh well let me try oh let me really fuck with your head and let me put a dress on okay like it's still so hard it's still so fucking hard to like really dress femme but Mm -hmm. it's because like little comments like oh god and then talk add to that like all the comments I get daily especially when I was Ari Fitz like when I ran a YouTube like ran my YouTube channel before like every other day it was a comment about my musculature just all this shit and it hurt so much but then it also helped so much because I was just like yo honestly you're right like wait I am not a girl like you're right no 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 you're right and it's not like I like I get that you're trying to be really like harmful and like hurt my feelings and shit but I think (laughs) it only really hurts my feelings because I haven't taken the time to really like talk to myself and like inspect Mm. some shit and then I got a beard (laughs) and then I was just like okay okay all right so this isn't this is these feelings that I've had the the good feelings that I feel when you say things like he you know like all Mm -hmm. of that good shit is not something that I should feel bad about if anything that's really who like okay arrows (laughs) my name is arrows (laughs) my name is arrows and as me as him as this as you know as the person that I know myself to be now I am so protective of me because I I feel like Ariel and Ari Fitz didn't feel like they could Mm. but I love me and I'm so fiercely protective over me because I know just how great I have been this whole time so I today am a person that loves very intensely and I always have I just shared that a little too much. So now I am making sure that 
I love me so unapologetically and so fiercely. Yeah, you're going to make me cry. Like I'm over here like tearing up. (laughs) Good. I'm tearing up too. I said, it's a lot of stuff I can't really explain or haven't found the words to at least as it comes to my evolution into who I am now. And a lot of stuff that's me just stepping into who I've always been, but didn't show anyone because I wanted to be liked or at least gain status. And I don't really care about status anymore. I just care about protecting me and making sure I survive. Listen, okay. And I'm so thrilled I'm here alive. I didn't think I would get to be 30, to be honest. I didn't trust I would get out of the many situations that held my freedom. But now I have a lot of it back. All I've ever wanted was to work freely as I do home alone in my apartment right now. The work and art I'm making is some of the truest I've ever made. So joy is easy for me right now. The hard part is when I log into Twitter or when I get my New York Times emails and I'm reminded of how everything is crumbling alongside of me and it honestly has always been. I do my best to share everything I see and I release content that can soothe a little. Then I check in on me because the point is I have to survive. I know Mm -hmm. everything from the pandemic to fighting for our ability to exist in this country is going to take a long time. And I'd like to survive it very, very, very much. I'd like to be able to breathe easily at some point in my life. So I am definitely crying now. So (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. We're shit. We're just for here. We are Mm -hmm. here. We are here and we are thriving Mm -hmm. literally in the midst of chaos. As artists, we are trying our best to spread joy. Yeah. We're trying our best to create things that kind of balance out the energy that is the world right now, mm-hmm. especially the US. It's like, yeah, it is wild times. And thank you. Cause every time I log on Instagram or Twitter, I see you dancing, I see <laughs> you joyful <laughs> as hell. And that makes me smile. It makes me feel good to see you holding space for joy in your life, knowing that like we as black queer folks and people who live at the intersections of many identities, we go through so much. So like just the fact that I can log on and see you dancing, it makes me want to get up and dance. Cause I was like, shit, I used to make dancing videos and then I became (laughs) sad. Like (laughs) now I'm crying. And remember that, isn't that the coolest shit? Like making a dance video, like not like it's, it's that shit that like, if it, I share it because I know that it, it helps, but I, the joy from it, I already got, I already got that shit. Like, that's why I do it so often because like, I, I do that despite everything. Cause I'm mm. like, you know what? I still have my apartment. Like I, I still have, you know, the ability to, um, to imagine, fuck, you know what I'm so thankful for? is the ability to daydream because like we need dreamers right now like we need to Mm. fucking like imagine some shit man oh wow a lot of the things that you were saying about your journey resonated like as I transformed from like faith to magic it was a lot that I had to let go of a lot that I had to like leave behind because faith was the super nice guy you know let the whole world walk all over her let people take advantage of her and then magic came in and magic was like, uh-uh, that shit's got to stop. Like you no longer, you are a powerful being. You are someone with authority of your own choices. Like you have the power to say no. So like 
a lot of the things that you were saying really, really resonated and hit like to the core. So I'm just hoping that the listeners who are currently going through their evolution, like just know that it's possible to be at a place where you are in power. And I hope that that's the one thing that you get from this podcast is empowerment. I try to like bring as many magical guests as I can to like inspire anyone and everyone listening, whether you're queer or not, we're all, we all go through evolutions having arrows here. It's like a testament. Like I didn't even know you sang until I clicked Uh. onto that part. Uh-huh. of your uh-huh. of your youtube i was like wait Dude. a minute okay wait no okay so since i'm we're like really open now uh the the i think everything that i'm doing now is just kind of trying to confront all my pe- my fears that mm. like came from just things that i learned from other people like i think being afraid of putting yourself out there and being afraid of sharing music that fear came from someone else. Like, I really do think that my fear of putting myself out there, I never really had that much of a fear because I always knew that there would be people, like, because I I don't, first off, I'm cool with just, I'm cool solo. So like, if there's one other person that gets it and gets me, then I'm like, fuck yeah. So (laughs) I already didn't need, like, like, I don't want to like sell out arenas. That sounds terrifying. Oh my God, no, I don't want that at all. No, 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 no. That's not that's not the dream. You know, my dream set up for even because I do love to perform. I enjoy like and that's also why I'm super protective of myself. Like I enjoy being on stage and like singing and dancing and performing something, especially if it's art that I've made. Hell yeah. And for like for people to like get it and sing lyrics back to me. Oh, that sounds so fucking amazing. That sounds like a dream. But I want that to be like people who like I know fuck with me, like who've who've kind of watched for a while, who kind of know where I'm coming from, who kind of know what the stories are about a little bit. My interest in music is to is my interest in everything is like I want to create a space where I feel good and where everyone else feels good. And we can kind of like share some stories. And that's it. And then you go home at night and then I go home and then y'all stay at your house and I stay at my house. And then you don't come up to me at the grocery store. Did we say that? That y'all don't come up to me at the grocery store? Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Don't come up to him at the grocery store. He does not like that. I don't want that at all. That's not where I want that to happen. We could do it at the show when I'm like, I'm ready to share my whole art with you. And I'm really Mm -hmm. trying to put my ready to put my soul out. But like, while I'm trying to figure out how to say it, I don't want to like have to, you know, like like I'm just in a vulnerable place. Like, and I think that I never, oh my God, I don't think I would have ever felt comfortable saying this as Ariel or as Ari Fitz. But now that I know who I am and that I've always wanted to be able to say this and I just didn't think that I could, like, that's why I love, oh, magic. Like, I, I love how we can build like Mm. like like i like we can build like i i can have arrows like i can be i am arrows you know and and Mm -hmm. and anyone like it's in a way that is so protective of who i've always been that like i feel comfortable saying you can't come up to me at the grocery store because i don't need like i am telling you what my boundaries are in a way that i never felt comfortable with before but i am deserving of these boundaries i am Mm. deserving because i give so much and even if i didn't even if i didn't you were not entitled to my peace that is Mm. not that is not who i i'm i was not created to be used i was not created to be consumed by others that is not why i was made 
and I'm more than happy and, and, and love to help other people be able to, uh, you know, be able to find peace in this world and find joy in this world and find happiness in this world. And I'm willing to share my art. If y'all got some art to share with me, shit, let's, let's inspire each other. But my, mm. my goal is not to be consumed by others. That is not, I, I, my, my goal is not to be adored forever. Like I don't, I don't want that. I want to share some stories and I'd like those stories to stay, stick around because maybe they'll help if anything. And it seems like that's what my career has done, which is I'm so thankful for. Like I want my mama wears Tim's to inspire somebody to be like, you know what? I don't have to wear floral <laughs> print right. because I'm pregnant or you know what? Queer love can look like this after wearing, watching bubbles. Like if, if I can do those things, then y'all need to be able to walk up to me at the grocery store. I, I gave you enough. I gave enough. Mm. And for those that don't know, My Mama Wears Tim's is on YouTube oh. under Arrows, formerly known as Ari Fitz. That's the name of the YouTube channel, right? Yes, it is. Thank you so much. Okay. And that's also a thing that I, I want to get better at is like things change around a lot because I'm still figuring it out, you know, like I'm still trying mm -hmm. to figure out how to do how to do this long term. So yeah, my handles have changed. <laughs> mm -hmm. My 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 name has changed. Uh, there's a lot of change, but that's because I'm on the pursuit of finding what feels good. But yes, Arrows, formerly Ari Fitz, is the uh, YouTube channel name. And I suggest that y'all go ahead and type that in. Go look it up because I watched that documentary. It was about, I think, 10 minutes or less. And yeah. also the Bubble series. There's three videos queer love stories, had my heart out here melting. I was literally sitting in my living room like, oh my God, relatable. That's so fun. good. <laughs> I, I love that project so much because it really, it gave me, again, like a lot of things that have happened has just been like, um, we'll talk about spirituality, but like, I really do feel like God, my ancestors, my guides have been trying to show me that I wasn't wrong, that these feelings or these thoughts that I've had for a long time, for so long, that 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 I was that I was right all along, and that I should trust some of the the hunches and things that I felt, you know. And so, Bubbles was the first time that a brand believed in me enough to um, give me a budget and say, "Okay, like, what do you want to do? Like, okay, we trust you. We trust that you know your audience enough. We trust that you know how to produce this without us getting involved. Uh, we, we trust that, you know, like it, they really just, it, it was, there was a lot of trust. And I think that that's why at the end of each episode, I really kind of loved on them. Like I wanted to love on them and let, let Visible know that mm. that's the kind of way that I want people to not just work with me, but work with all of us creatives. Like I think that there's this idea that um, like I had, I got a full ride to Berkeley and I've, I've built startups before. Like I, I've worked at some of the top startups that have come up right now. Like, you know, I was director of marketing for some of these companies, marketing managers for some of these companies. It always went down because I always got fired. That's a long story. Anyways, <laughs> I have had a lot of experience, like doing a lot of the work and projects that people who hire me do. Like I've ran talent at Discovery Channel. Like, so I did audience development there. So like, I've done a lot of this stuff. And so it's, I really want and hope that more and more companies and brands understand that the way media is, like we all are our own little like empires, you know, our own powerhouses. And, and that was, that project was the first time that I had full 
the ability to show everyone that mm. that when I cast, when I write the scripts, when I direct, when I handle craft services, you know, when I select the music and edit the full thing and hire the DP and hire the director, the sets will feel comfortable. Uh, the talent will feel, you know, like it's just because I know what I know what my audience is looking for ultimately, but I also know what feels good, like and what I would want as talent on set. And so I just mm-hmm. I want there to be a lot more trust. And I think that that's part of the reason why I'm moving back to my roots, too. I'm just going to go back to startup kid. I love that. It was fun. I like I like I like creating spaces so much that the workplace is 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 going to be my next like real project. I'm here for that. Like, I think things hit differently when they're made for us by us. Yeah. So and I could tell by the storytelling, I was like, this is the most relatable shit that I've ever seen. Like from the tender stories to the long distance stories to the, you know, oh my God, there were really? many different. Yeah, there were so many layers to like each story, even though it was like about seven minutes. It was like layers to each story. The way that you told the story was like your ability to capture people's natural being and show it in a way that doesn't feel like it's acting. I don't know if that makes sense, but like it just felt really authentic and I'm really here for that. So kudos to you. As a director, that's the coolest thing. I thank you so much. Thank you so, so much, Magic. That means a lot. I can't wait to see what else you create. Do you have any upcoming projects? I do. Uh, Right now I'm actually hiring for a few different projects. Um, It's hard because I'm so used to doing everything on my own and I take pride Mm -hmm. in doing everything on my own, but it's, it's not, it's not scalable. And so uh, I'm hiring and making some beautiful shows. One, actually, I think you're familiar with, uh, <laughs> which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, yeah, I, like right now I'm just kind of working on just some stories that I think we all have talked about wanting to see. Some love stories that I think we've all talked. I want to see a lot more love right now. I really do. So Same. Yeah. Love that's not like grounded in like tragedy. Like I feel like every time we watch queer love stories, I'm like, why does it have to be sad? God damn, we why? just can't have a happy love story. Exactly. That's all I want is I want to like I want to watch something and it feel like, OK, I love what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Do you do you like rom-coms? I do. There's okay. the worst, the, the one with um Issa Rae, The Lovebirds. That's the what it was. Birds. Okay, let me, I gotta look that one up. Oh, you should it. watch that. It was the cutest thing ever. The whole story was t- was told in such a beautiful way. It's like you were laughing with them. You were like, oh, that's relatable. It starts off kind of, you know, actually, I'm gonna just let you watch it and you can let I, me know what I'll you think about it. it. Yeah, I just saw it. So it's on Netflix. So I could, uh, I could check it out. Mm-hmm. I love me a rom-com. I still love Hitch. Like Hitch, like I, I'm still, like I'm a huge, by the way, I got to say this on record. I'm a huge Will Smith fan, like super, super, super big. So I like, I stayed out of the entanglement shit. I, I was like, I don't even want to, like, I don't want to participate. I don't want to think about any of that. But because I like, I have such a like admiration and respect for Will Smith. So I love Hitch and I love like a lot of, a lot of his movies. Will Smith is a genius. And he's been doing this for a long, long time. I feel like he doesn't get his flowers. He doesn't. And like longevity, do you understand? I mean, you do. Because I mean, how long have you been in the game, Magic? 
only three years, but it, it's been consistent three years, like every yeah. day type shit. So yes, it feels like forever. I need to love on you a little bit because I the the professionalism of this podcast and the like everything. I just I like the way that you work, and that just tells me so much about a person. It's uh, so. <sighs> See, yeah. there you go again, making me all flustered. Thank you. <laughs> you deserve <laughs> it. Wait, okay, before, I don't want you, I, I want to like re- address one of the questions that you sent me about spirituality. Can I talk about that? Yes, please. Okay. Yes, please. And feel free, because like, I, it's this is one of those things where I don't want to isolate anyone and, and talking about things like this, but it is giving me a lot of peace and joy. And so it's like one of those things where if it's useful, I want to share, mm-hmm. um, but so you asked me about my spiritual health routine and I've been doing some new shit. Like I've been trying some new shit. So I'm actively talking to my ancestors now. And I I did a project where, well, first I, I, I really was at the beginning of quarantine losing like a lot of sense of self. Like I was kind of in the house and like, I was finding, do you, I, and totally okay if you don't but like do you ever have a conversation like an argument with like the wall <laughs> or like the fucking <laughs> like, you put a chair yes. in your apartment just mad like going in like I have insulted all of my furniture so much <laughs> it's it's a lot and so when that happened every day then I was like I need to get out of here and I need to go see my family and so I went to go see my grandmother and I, we started talking and then I went through all of her photos. I digitized all her photos, like our family photos. Mm-hmm. And as I did that, she told, she told me stuff about like uh, different ancestors and a lot of their stories made a lot of sense to me about the ways that I do things. Um, and, and so, I don't know, I feel as if my ancestors, and this is where it's like, hopefully I'm not isolating anyone, but like, I do feel as if my ancestors are guiding me to finish some business that they had planned on. Like I really like in hearing a lot of the stories, like there's just so many connections. I'm like, whoa, like that just like, that sounds like a feeling I've had or that like so many, just too many consistencies sometimes. Like it's actually kind of eerie and makes me a little like, I'm like, ah, like I, it's scary. <laughs> it gets scary. I don't know why, I, but I, I also watch a lot of scary movies. So mm. whatever. So that's the new part. Like that's what's going on is that like I now have images of my ancestors and my family members and I do like see them often and I look at them and I kind of think about them and I kind of remember some of the histories um, and some of the times that my family members took a wrong turn where, you know, uh, substance abuse or sex or like certain things became escapes for my for my ancestors and I I really do believe that they don't want me to make some of the same mistakes that they did they're just like look this happened in our family for a long time can you please break the cycle like I do Mm. feel that and so it's like when I do want to just be like fuck it because that happens often I do I think a lot about how much my ancestors have fought for me to be able to be able to even say fuck it in the first place right so that connection is new and feels really good uh but the thing that i've always done the thing that i i will always do and has really helped me feel most just content really is i i always talk through all the ways i'm grateful with my life in the shower 
Like I've just done that for a while. Like I always just take a shower oh and I'll just God. say all the stuff I'm thankful for. Like I'll just I'll just That is it. so powerful. Sorry to interrupt, but like nah, my brain is just like that is exactly what I do. So it's just it was just mm-hmm. really affirming to hear you say that you go through your gratitude list in the shower. So it's such a ahead. it's such a good yeah. No, of course. I'm glad that I'm happy. I'm happy that you do it too. Like shit. Like it's such a <laughs> I'm like, sometimes when I really do feel like I'm uh, now, especially uh, when I feel like I'm kind of losing, um, well, just when I find like things are affecting me because like, what the fuck? How can we not? This is what for anyone to not be affected right now uh, and for anyone to be like, like you're having a breakdown, like what the hell? Yeah, they feel what's going on. Like everything Mm -hmm. is so intense. It's yes, this is never, this is, we've never experienced this before in life for you to be unaffected is a little scary for me, to be honest. So I like, I, whenever I do feel like I'm being uh, like overly affected in a way that I can't push forward, I take a shower and I just like, I sit there now the difference though, is I'll I'll go through my gratitude list. I'll just be like, man, I'm just so happy to be here. And I am, I mean it. I'm so happy to be here. Um, but then I will also now I'll uh I'll also like talk to my guides and I'll talk to my ancestors and I'll talk to God in the shower too. And I'll pray for people and I'll pray for my folks. And I don't know, like it's just like I it just it feels good. I do it because it feels good because it's just like sometimes I'm like, I'ma just I, I have nothing to give this person. So I'ma just fucking pray for them. I'm gonna just mm. pray for them. And so I do all those things and that's a lot like the, the gratitude list that's been, that, that just has helped. That's just what I've always done. And now um, the ancestors, like kind of having a deeper relationship with my ancestors and having them keep me accountable has been really helpful. Um, Mm. So yeah. Yeah. Spiritual hygiene is so, so important. It's like our everyday hygiene. Like I say that as my altar is like sitting right behind me. Like I take, I take this stuff very seriously because I feel like the way things are going in this world, if you are trying to find yourself and trying to find your belonging, spirituality is something that helps you kind of clear the fog and it helps you see what you're here to do. Like, I believe that we all have a purpose, whether that purpose is to help change the world or just be there for someone else as they change the world. We all play a key role in someone else's story. And as a collective, even though there's so much chaos happening, like you said, we need the dreamers, we need the believers, yeah. we need the different people who are imagining a new world. So oh like, my God, yes. Oh. what advice would you give to someone who's trying to connect to spirit right now? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, I think that the fact that you, uh, it was affirming for you to hear me talking about the shower, it, makes me feel really good because I think that that is my recommendation. I think that I I think a lot of us are looking for so many answers externally. And I think that Mm. one of the best things you can do is pull from everything that makes you, you like, again, like I watch my old work. I want, I read my old journals. I read my old papers. I, I think that having a connection to some of the things that have driven you from the past and having like, literally not losing track of where you started and where you come from as yourself is really important. And I think Mm. that that's, that's kind of what I recommend to everyone, especially right now. So I talk a lot about space. I talk about like where your spaces are and stuff and like, and how I want to like create safe spaces and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think that beyond physical space, me, like me, I am my favorite 
space and home. I love and work on me so hard. So when I take me somewhere, it's going to feel good because I'm already home. I'm already home in me. I can go anywhere. I can literally like, oh, you can go and you can talk to anybody because I'm I never left. To answer your question about how to like kind of find your path through spirituality, I think that having a connection with you first is going to be really helpful. Like I think that the way that the way that spirituality is so deeply intimate and personal, I think that um it 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 in order for you to kind of I think, I think, because again, this is, I'm still like, I'm new. I'm new at all this shit. I'm so (laughs) magic. I'm so new at all this shit. I'm trying to make ideas and decisions make sense and put the pieces together like everybody else. But I was saying, I am my favorite home Mm -hmm. and I work on me so hard. So when I go somewhere, it's going to feel good because I'm already home because I never left me leaving my apartment or me going to hang out with people like people are always like uh, to me, like you can talk to anyone or you can like you can go anywhere and like and I can introduce you to anybody. That's, that's because I'm literally never leaving my safe space because I love my like I it's me. I am my safe space and I would like to help other people find home in themselves, especially at a time when so many of us can't really escape to new places. So to bring mm. that all back together. I think that this pandemic is one of the most awful like things that has ever happened to humanity. And I think that it is forcing a lot of us to stay inside and to fucking look at ourselves. And I think that a lot of the answers that people have or the questions that they have about how to make art right now, how to feel grounded, how to heal, the answers from those questions will first come up from spending a lot of time alone, like really, really alone, not alone. And like, you know, having a partner, you both alone, like, no, like really spending time by yourself, finding ways to spend a lot of time alone and interrogate some of the things that you believe, interrogate Mm -hmm. your beliefs. I really do think that like when, when you keep asking why, like, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to live here? Why do I want to date this person? Why am I attracted to this person? Why am I not attracted to this person? Like if you start asking a lot of those questions, a lot of answers will kind of guide you in a in the direction that you need to go. Okay, full stop. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Jeez. You are such a magnificent being. Thank you so much for just pouring your heart into this podcast. Like I can feel it. And it just makes me feel so lucky. We are helping someone else's story by sharing our story. So thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. Of course, Magic. Thank you. This was really like therapeutic for me too. All right, everyone. That wraps it up for this week's episode of Life with Magic. I want to thank you, my audience, for tuning in. I want to thank Eros for joining me and sharing your experience with us. And last but not least, I want to thank Frankie Nonsense for editing and mixing this podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave me a review at ratethispodcast.com slash magic. That's M-A-J-I-C. So that's ratethispodcast.com slash magic. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you next week.